Welcome to Haven. This is a podcast that is a safe space for curiosity and conversation. I'm your host, Haven, and today I'm curious about why are you people-pleasing? Why are you people-pleasing? For me, I was thinking, when did I pick up people-pleasing? Because it is not my nature. I think in childhood, it wasn't something I dealt with. Almost to an extreme extent, where I don't think I was even very conscious of other people. I was just kind of living in my own world. I think about one instance where my childhood friend, Tessa, shout out, Tessa, Hove, they had a family of seven. I considered myself the eighth member of their family. I love them so much, but we were pals. We did everything together. And I realized that I was kind of just running the show. Did I really think about what Tessa wanted? I hope I did. But there was one instance where she was sleeping over and our family, we had this rule where it was like, if the guest is coming, then you give up your bed and uh, you sleep on the floor. But we had gone to the doctor that day and I told Tessa, I said, I'm so sorry, Tessa, that I need my bed tonight because I heard the doctor say I have symptoms of scoliosis and I really should protect my back. And so I slept on the bed. And if that is not people-pleasing, I don't know what is not. That was so selfish of me. And then I think of another instance where I didn't really date in, like, middle school or high school, really. Um, but I went to dances with people. And there was a kid that invited me to his, like, middle school dance or whatever. And I was like, sure, okay, yeah, we'll go. And we kept dancing. He kept trying to bring me closer and closer. And I kind of was like, you know, pushing away. And after enough times, I, I paused the dance and I said, hey, I don't really want to dance with you that close. Can we like stand like this? That's, it's just uncomfortable to me. And he was like, oh, yeah, um, okay. And it was just blunt. And then another dance instance, I don't really know why all my stories involve dances. I think I just loved an excuse to dress up and ride in a limo, so sue me. So I went to this other guy's dance, which I actually didn't really know he was asking me to the dance. I was captain of the debate team, and he was calling me, and I thought we were going to talk about debate stuff. And then he was like, hey, will you go to this dance with me? And I was like, oh, um, okay, yeah, let's do it. So I didn't really have, like, a crush on him or anything. But I was like, we're friends. This will be fun. So he comes to pick me up for the dance, and he didn't say I looked pretty, which, okay, rude. Like, that's the first thing you do when you pick up someone. I didn't always put an effort, but I put an effort there. It's like, acknowledge it. Then we go to dinner prior to the dance. And he, it was so bizarre. We went to, we were in Texas. And so it was a Tex-Mex restaurant, like the Olive Garden of Mexican restaurants, if you will. And I order a burrito and it comes in and it's huge. And he made this comment, I'll never forget. He's like, wow, what a big burrito, fatty. And I like, put my fork and knife down. And I looked at him and I said, I don't know how you um, speak to people that are not on your football team, but we're on a date and I won't be spoken to that way, period. So if you make any more comments, then what's going to follow is I'm going to have someone pick me up and I'm not going to go to the dance with you because that was pretty rude. And then, okay, we went to the dance and had a great time. But I set all that up because my nature is to not people please. I picked that up later in life to my detriment, almost to an extreme extent. So I was thinking, okay, when did it come up in me to start pleasing people? Because by nature, not something I'm used to. And I realized it was around the time of my parents' divorce. 
that set in me when I realized that someone else's actions could harm other people, could hurt other people. Their life choices have an aftershock in other people. And I internalized, I don't want to ever be the reason that I'm hurting someone else. And I have, like I've hurt other people unintentionally. And so it went to the other extreme of from far, not really self-aware, not super socialized to too aware, too picking up on other things, too accommodating. And that was my early adulthood. And that was something that I have to work through over time. And I also want to add the caveat that I'm okay talking about this aspect because I'll prescribe to the thinking of um, sharing from my scars, not my open wounds. So this is something that I've reconciled, I've worked through it, it's a scar, but I probably won't share with you guys my current open wounds. And I think that's another way of like, sometimes people pleasers feel like, oh, someone needs to know this about me, I should tell them. You don't know, owe anyone information about your life that hasn't earned it. Like you get to protect yourself, you get to have privacy, you get to have your own um, reasons of when you share something or don't share them. And it's up to you to decide that when someone has earned trust with you overall. So that's another thing I wanted to just embed in here is sometimes people pleasers. It's like, oh, um, they're asking me this question. I don't want to lie or be, be fake. But it kind of goes in the lines of metaphorically, if I meet someone, I'm not going to take my top off around them. Like that's those kind of things come with time and someone earning it piece by piece by piece. There's a foundation of getting to know each other and understanding. And also context matters, complete context. So if I have a close girlfriend and we're going back and forth, just like at the beach, I'd probably wear a bikini. That context makes sense. I'm not going to walk down the street in a bikini with people I don't know. So the reason, too, is I want to bring this into here of context of where you share about where your open wounds are. You should be open with what's hurting you for the people that know you and love you and care about you and are safe and have earned it. But you don't have to share about things that are still kind of pricking you and tough for you in a public forum setting. But I wanted to um, at least bring that together in that I'm people-pleasing because of my parents' divorce. And it sucks. And I had to work through it. But I want to talk about you may have a different reason. Like you... What happened? Was there something that you learned in childhood? Um, Not all origin stories are bad. Maybe you just loved your mom or your dad and you just really wanted to please them because you really cared about them so much and they would validate certain things and you realized that felt good. I don't know. Ask yourself, is there a root cause to why I'm people pleasing? I was also thinking the tagline of this podcast is called a safe space for curiosity and conversation. And in my last two episodes, there's definitely curiosity, but there wasn't conversation. I didn't really like just talking in front of a camera. It felt kind of like a monologue. And my best thoughts actually come in dialogue with friends and um, just more back and forth. So I wanted to play around. Welcome, insert Hannah. Woo, woo, woo. Hannah has uh, been our nanny for almost a year. Yeah. Last summer. So if you heard the last episode of um, interviewing, she made it through all of those questions. I made it. We love her. (laughs) We're glad she's here. I want your opinion. I want your take. I want your questions. But also a little background. Hannah is also part of what I call my 
Cool Girl Advisory Club. Cool girls. Yes, yes. cool girls only. <laughs> and it's literally called that in the group text. Mm-hmm. And it you is. girls are the ones that I took to lunch where I was like, okay, everyone, you've said at one point in time that I should do some type of form. All of you said TikTok. And I said, I don't want to do TikTok. Yeah. I want to do long form. Yeah. And then you're like, we'll cut them up into TikTok for you. Mm-hmm. And I think the Cool Girl Advisory Club, my first TikTok ever, got like over 200,000 views. We did it. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't really want to know how. Let's leave it a mystery. Mm-hmm. But it's thanks to you. So everyone Thank you. online, welcome <laughs> Hannah. Hello. <laughs> Hello, world. Tell me your experience with people pleasing. Okay, so I think I've been created into a people pleaser, essentially, okay. because my family and I, we grew up with sort of bad boundaries. Uh-huh. Our family unit consisted of the entire family. Okay, and who was involved? What's the cast of characters? It was like our my mom's sisters, so our aunts, our cousins. Uh-huh. It wasn't just like us five, like mm-hmm. brother, sister, mom, dad. It was entire family mm-hmm. was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a young age, my mom taught me like, if you want to say no, just blame it on your parents. Okay. That was <laughs> so, not just saying no is enough. Yeah. It's you need a reason. Yeah. Okay. So now, like, I give excuses. Uh-huh. It's more reasons. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to say no. Totally. Yeah. It's so interesting how when we don't want to say no, we give an excuse. Yeah. I hear that from my daughter. When she doesn't want to clean up her room, all of a sudden her legs are tired. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Are your legs really tired? Because you're just scootering around <laughs> yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. That is so fascinating. Actually, I have a funny story about my sister mm-hmm. and not giving the real reason. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you know her. Yeah. You know my sister Clancy. So when, what is with all of us getting asked to dances? This was over her getting asked to a dance. Mm-hmm. We weren't allowed to date. So that was kind of like the only shot guys had with us is like taking us to a dance. Yeah. So it was back in MySpace days. Is that a part of your generation at all? I know MySpace and I have one. I don't. My sister made it for me. Okay. Were you a coder, a.k.a. you did like your custom background and music? Because if not, then I would argue you don't know MySpace. <laughs> Hannah Montana played okay. when you went to my page. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On the back end. Yeah. So Clancy, she got a message on MySpace mm-hmm. from a guy saying, will you go to the dance with me? And she said, oh, like, I'm so sorry. I'm out of town, you know, that weekend. Mm-hmm. And he wrote back, like, they haven't set the date yet. Oh, my gosh. And she goes, oh, I mean, I'm traveling a lot in November. And he said, the dates, the dance is going to be in October. <laughs> Sweet Clancy. And she, I don't remember how she ended it, but it was just, it, it fell apart there. Like, he yeah. wasn't taking the hint. Yeah. She wasn't being clear. Mm-hmm. But we all do that when we want to say no and we can't yeah like we'll give a reason and that's also an aspect of people pleasing is if the reason you're giving if they come to a solution Mm -hmm. for that yeah then it's not the real reason yeah like if they provide a real solution so whenever I'm declining something I think is this the actual reason because if they come to me and say like if I'm saying oh I don't want to drive you know downtown for lunch and they go okay we'll come to you (laughs) then I'm like wait I said that because I didn't want to have lunch with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not because I didn't want to drive downtown. Yeah. But we all do it. It's yeah. so natural. So what age do you think, like, you picked that up? And were you doing anything before or that's all you've known? Um, I think that's sort of all I've known. Mm-hmm. Um, like, my aunts would ask if I want to sleep over. I hated sleeping over. Mm-hmm. My mom. Sorry, my mom said no. My mom is their sister. Why would she say <laughs> no? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah. 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 Did they know that you were actually not wanting to sleep over? Or were they like, oh, Hannah's mom, my sister's not <laughs> okay. into me today? No, I'm I'm sure they knew. It was a cultural thing. Yeah. So it was almost like accepted. Yeah. Do you think it was almost seen as like a respectful thing instead of being blatant and saying no? Or why do you think it was? I think so. Because like to me, saying no feels so mean. Mm. And there's like a rejection that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, when we went to family therapy, because we had bad boundaries, yes. Um, our therapist was like, just say no. And my siblings and I were like, I don't think we could do that. Like, really? just say no. Yeah. Wow. How old were you when you went to family therapy? That was when I was like 19. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is so fascinating. What in, can I ask, like, what made you guys even want to go to family therapy? Was it just because of the boundaries? Um, my brother was getting married at that time. So it was like mm-hmm. testing the boundaries that we had set up, which was none. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, when you get married, you need boundaries because yes. you're like protecting the family that you're starting. Right. So we had to figure that out. Wow, good for you guys. Mm-hmm. How do healthy boundaries look like for you and your family? Yeah, it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. So again, like I picked that up in early adulthood and I'm trying to unlearn it now. And one of the ways it shows up for me is I fundamentally cannot cancel a plan. Mm. It physically hurts my soul. Yeah. I could be on my deathbed and still want to follow through with a commitment. Mm-hmm. So I was talking with my husband, Aaron, and I was like, I don't know how to not be that way. I can't cancel because he was seeing my schedule. He was seeing that I just overcommitted myself. He's like, what can you pull? And I was like, I don't know if I'm there yet. It's still too tough to not be responsible. That's like the narrative I say in my head of I need to show up and follow through to my commitments, Mm -hmm. which on one hand, sure, it's honorable. On the other hand, there's probably a root of why that's painful for me. Yeah. Um, But what I'm trying to do for myself is not commit myself in the first place. Yeah. Is not in the moment say I'll do something or jump in when there's a lack or a need, which is hard for me. I'm try- like a practical way I'm doing it is I'll say if someone's asking me to do something, I'll be like, let me sleep on it. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot I want to do in a moment. And if I'm going off of the vibes of the moment, I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. Because I'm excited. Yeah. And I probably want to do it to mm-hmm. some way. Or like an example is my friend at the gym the other day, she said it was her birthday mm-hmm. that day. And I was like, oh my gosh, like happy birthday. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I could bring her a Starbucks card tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. and say it was like a belated birthday gift or all those things. But I was like, oh, if I drive to Starbucks and get something and do the effort, like that's all extra time that my yes there is going to be a no to a priority I actually have. Yeah. And so I kind of take it through the lens of my yes somewhere is always a no somewhere else. And what is actually a priority here? Like (laughs) I work during the week, so... Those times with my kids are precious. Mm-hmm. Do I really want to take that away? Yeah. And in my head, it's like happy birthday. Saying that is enough yeah. for this instance. Or I was doing that that workout class. It was kind of all coming to me. It's where I have my best ideas. It sounds like that's like the only place I hang out. It's but at the gym. If you're a mom, then it's like if you have me time somewhere, you hold on to it at all costs. And the instructor was saying, okay, if you want to advance it, then, you know, pick up a weight. And we're doing these crunches. So I instinctively picked up the weight. And then to me, I'm a person of faith. Mm -hmm. So what I felt was like the Holy Spirit was saying, like, you're doing that everywhere, babe. 
he speaks to me like he loves me. Yeah. <laughs> in my head, the Holy Spirit. That's what he says to mm-hmm. me. And I was like, I am. Like, I'm doing this everywhere. I'm picking up the weight everywhere to advance it. And kind of even going along with that of, if you're picking up the weight everywhere, eventually you're going to overstrain. And then you're going to be into a forced rest and you can't do anything. Yeah. If you constantly are picking up the weight everywhere. For me, it's like, I want to push myself to the limits. I want to go to the margins. I want to challenge, but it has to be mixed with either rest or I can't give a hundred, a hundred, a hundred in every area of my life. Yeah. Which is hard for me. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's another mantra I keep thinking to myself is don't pick up the weight. Don't pick up the weight. Like, cause I will, if there's a, if there's a gap in responsibility, I want to go in and help. Yeah. I want to go in and fix. But I think this is another interesting thing about people pleasing is it's not always a lose, lose when you say no. Mm -hmm. I think in our heads, we think if we don't do it, then it's terrible for other people Mm -hmm. or it's not good for them. Yeah. For me and my family, um, the word boundaries uh-huh. was almost like a bad word because mm-hmm. it it seemed like you were keeping people out. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is that like boundaries actually help you keep people in mm-hmm. in a healthy way wow. so that you don't have to keep them out at some point. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And they're more about even you than it is like anti someone else. Yeah. Um, I had an instance where we were part of a large church in Texas and I was playing drums at the summer camp all summer. And those were wild. It was so many kids, so many songs. It was really fun, but it was near, I think I'd been there at three weeks at that point. Oh my gosh. It was a long time. And I remember the youth pastor came to me and he was saying, hey, one of the trainers was out. Can you be their trainer and play drums? Mm -hmm. And I thought, that will kill me. (laughs) There's there's no way I can do all these rehearsals, play, and then go be there for like 15, you know, impressionable women who are looking to a counselor to help them and especially when I'm so tired yeah and my mentor her name is Janae I love Janae so much she was incredible and she was there for whatever reason I think she was just guest speaking that night Mm -hmm. and I told her and I said I was asked this and it's really hard for me like I guess I guess I can if I have to and she told me she goes Haven you're going to be the go-to girl for most of your life she's like people are going to think oh Haven can do it She's right here. Like, why wouldn't I ask her? And she could do it. Yeah. She goes, and with that comes, one, a responsibility, but she's, two, you have to ask yourself, is this right for me? Like, does this make sense for me? And I, I told her, I said, it doesn't. And this one, it's going to make me really, really tired. Mm-hmm. And she goes, okay, then you have your answer. And so I went back to him and I said, I don't think I can do it well. I think it'd be a disservice to the girls. I think it'd be a disservice to the band. I've already committed to like the drums. That's, that's what I'll do. And he was disappointed Mm. and it wrecked me. I was like, oh man, I respect you, you know, but I was like, it's my decision. Like it's the truth. Yeah. It's completely the truth. Mm -hmm. And do you know what happened? They asked around and they found someone who was like one of the team leads who actually wanted to be in a room and she got to be with them. And she was saying, this was amazing. I wasn't happy in that other role. And she was thrilled. So us saying yes to everything could be depriving someone yes. of where they need to be. Exactly. Or the person asking you, they're, are they just asking you because you always say yes and they yeah. haven't even thought of other people mm-hmm. and they haven't even put in any other work yeah. to think of who else can do this? Mm-hmm. Or are they just go to the person where like, I always know that they, they'll come through. So it's almost lazy that they're not thinking, no offense to that youth pastor. I don't think you were lazy. I actually really like you too. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, like, did you think of other people? I don't know. Yeah. 
So it's also like if you're people pleasing, feels great to be asked, mm-hmm. but maybe it's depriving someone else of an opportunity. Yeah. There's these TikToks um, where this lady teaches people mm-hmm. how to say no, mm. but it's like in nice ways. Like what does she say? So like, sorry, or thank you for thinking of me. I mm. will not be able to do this at yes. this point in time. Uh-huh. Or like, you know, easy things like that. And like, I need to implement them. It is all about wording. Mm-hmm. Like it really is. Or if someone's asking you to do something, um, at the moment I have something else going on, but I have a lot of time to do that tomorrow at three. Let me get to it first thing. That sounds so much better than no, yeah. I can't. Yeah. But also there's the saying, no is a complete sentence. That's true. No is a complete sentence. No. Yeah. I'm not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be. No. I'm still trying to get back. And you can't, you don't even have to say sorry. No. Like, no, sorry. No. Cause you're not really no. sorry. No. You don't really want to do it. No. Why do we say sorry? I don't know. It's just like people pleasing. Is this a female thing? Yeah. Do men say sorry? Our producer is shaking his head yes. Yes, you guys I, do. I don't know. You guys feel bad I'm just too. kidding. <laughs> he doesn't have a mic, so he can't defend himself. Yeah. I'm sure. Maybe it's not. I guess I just know more females that deal with this than males. Well, because I think men have a different confidence. Yeah. They yeah. haven't been conditioned the same way we have. Yeah. That's an episode in and of itself. True. The experiences of females versus males in this world. Yeah. Hmm. That's, it's very different. Hmm. 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 We should do it. You we should, should do it. We. We. You're my advisory club. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. So what is the difference or where's the boundary between people pleasing and being selfless? Okay. I have a quote I want to read because okay. my friend Christine, I put it on my Q&A. I was doing this topic and she sent me this quote that I really, really love is from Young Pueblo. Uh, People pleasing will not only stop you from being authentic and vulnerable, but it'll also disconnect you from yourself. Trying to control and manage the perception of other people is always a losing battle, especially since a lot of what an individual perceives is determined by their current emotion plus their emotional history. Are you saying yes to the point where it causes you to feel exhausted and out of balance? People pleasing does not bring security. It actually feeds your anxiety and hurts your long-term priorities. People-pleasing can push you to the edge, drain your mental energy, and put you in a loop where you're doing things for others as a way to escape yourself. I feel called out. (laughs) (laughs) That felt pointed. Yeah. But I think it's kind of going to even the main topic of this episode of why. Like, why are you Mm people-pleasing? I think we all have a root. Yours was cultural. Yours was embedded. Yeah. Mine was inflicted by a wound. Mm Mm-hmm. There could be other reasons. Again, I even talked about at the beginning of it doesn't have to be a bad story. Maybe someone just really loved their parent and wanted to get their approval or please them or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you're just disappointed in or you're scared to disappoint someone Mm -hmm. or you feel really guilty or, you know, sometimes, again, I'm a person of faith. Sometimes it's like put on you of like die to yourself. Um, Do things for other people. And that could almost translate of like, oh, I need to remove myself. But. In the Bible, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. It's not like outside, love as myself. I have to love myself before I can love someone else. Yeah. How do I exactly. love myself? Mm-hmm. How do I take that first and take care so I'm not pouring from an empty cup? Yes. How can I just not give and give and give, but what do I need to do to then when I'm giving, it's by choice. Anytime I give, I want it to be because I've chosen to intentionally do this, not out of obligation. 
not out of um, fear of disappointment or guilt, but because I love you and I want to do something for you. That's the ultimate goal is to get to that place where that's actually true selflessness and it's not the root of people pleasing. So it could be the same action, but if your intention's different, that's where it could potentially be unhealthy, I think. Yeah. Because I mean, like, if you're saying yes to everything Mm -hmm. and you go and to do the things you said yes to, but you're like, not doing it from a happy spirit mm-hmm. or a kind spirit, mm-hmm. then yeah, like why are you there? Totally. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are dealing with this. We opened it up to questions. So why don't you choose some and we'll go from there. Okay. So one of the listeners asked, how do you break the cycle of people pleasing when it seems like it's been ingrained in my DNA? That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. I would say... um, Ask yourself the real reason. So if someone's asking you to do something, you don't even have to say it out loud first, but be like, do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. And be honest with yourself. Yeah. That's the first step is getting to know yourself again, not on um, how it impacts other people. And then I think it's just like you learned in your um, family therapy is like, what boundary mm-hmm. can I have here? And like, there's even a practical boundary where I remember I like to push myself to the limits. And my mom's like, you should block off time on your calendar for nothing. Mm-hmm. She was like, put nothing on your calendar yeah. and don't fill it just for yourself. And I still do that to this day where I just block it off. And I'm like, there are things I could be doing for other people here that I'm not mm-hmm. going to do so yeah. I can have time for me. And that, that is so visceral where sometimes it's taking a bubble bath, watching reality show on my iPad. There's so much I could do. I could be teaching my kids about emotional regulation. Yeah. I could be, you know, going on a date with my husband, which actually is refueling too. Mm-hmm. I could be trying to find a way to build our business better. I could be reaching out to a friend. But you know what I want to do? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I want to watch some Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yeah. I want to watch Real Housewives. Please. I want to watch other people's drama and then maybe take a nap. Yeah. But that's, I would say, find out what refuels you. Mm-hmm. And make sure you're filling time with that first. Yeah. So take time to get to know yourself. And I think that'll help with people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Full disclosure, I've seen your schedule <laughs> on the iPad. Yes. Um, and it's freaking crazy. It's it like is. very colorful. So colorful. I mean, context switching, I got to know, is this a client call? Is this an employee call? Is this a personal thing? Yeah. Yeah. Colorful. You do have an insight into my life as a nanny. I do. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I was like, this gives me anxiety. It's like one after the other. Yeah. It, it is, though. I'm yeah. working on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Not all that's people-pleasing, Hannah. <laughs> I have responsibilities. Yes. <laughs> Some of it might be. Trying to work on it. Next you know. question. Um, how do you set boundaries with people close to you without feeling guilty or disappointing them while still maintaining a healthy and respectful relationship? I think you will disappoint them. Yeah. I think it's not trying to not disappoint them. I think it's knowing I will. And what I say in my head is I may be hurting them, but I'm not harming them. Yeah. You know? That's really good. There's a difference. Hurt um, kind of is inevitable. Harming seems intentional. And if I'm trying to be true to myself, then I would rather hurt someone than harm myself. Yeah. And me people-pleasing harms me. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. So someone asked about people pleasing and how it relates to your job and how it's or if it's different mm-hmm. in the workspace. Yeah. I mean, it is because if you're an employee, you have a job to do. So you mm-hmm. should please your manager and your company and everything. So I think it's specific. As, is it within the job description? Then maybe we do stuff that we don't want to do necessarily. But I remember I had a coworker who, it was back when I had a physical office. She would come in and talk. And I just, I have to get my work done. And I didn't know how to end it. Like I would try and be so obvious. And it was just not coming across. And I remember my counselor at the time, I asked him and he said, you have to physically show her. He goes, you have to physically stand up and walk yourself to the door and then say a closer statement. And like those kind of things. You may have to intact it. it um, what's the word? It's not intact. Um, enact. You may yeah. have to enact like physical clues to people. Yeah. Of this is, you know, we're going to end talking here. Again, you probably should just say I can't talk. I have to work. But I'm, you know, baby steps, baby, baby steps, steps, getting there. Yeah. I used to be able to. I'm trying to get back there again. But you may have to try some of the practical stuff of I'll do this all day. So if you're in a conversation with me and I've done this, I probably I do care about you. But I also have to end things. Walk to the door. Walk to the door. Just walk to the door. Go do something else. That's a natural closer. It feels palatable in the workspace. It works every time. Yeah. I actually do that in my like dorm. Okay. Like people come in and just talk. Mm -hmm. But. So I'll just lie in my bed. <laughs> just be like, come to me. Like, all right, good night. Good like, night. obviously I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Man, it must be hard to be so popular, Hannah. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> just everyone wants to hang out with me. How do I, I stop them? A, a question. Okay. Everyone wants to hang out with me. <laughs> question everyone wants to hang out with me how do I please them (laughs) how do I not hang out with anybody I don't know Hannah have your own podcast and then tell us about it (laughs) okay do you have any stories though about people pleasing I I really want to hear yeah I have tons you know how my how my mom told me to always blame her yes so my friend and I were gonna hang out we were gonna hang out near my birthday and part of me just like didn't want to do it How old were you, by the way? This was like when I was 15. Okay. So I almost texted her, hey, sorry, I can't hang out today. My mom said no. Okay. But luckily I didn't Uh because she, they were throwing me a surprise birthday party. Oh my gosh. Oh no. So if I said no, my mom said no. They had no. That I was lying. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, thank God you didn't say that. Yeah. I literally, I was like, oh, that would have been so awkward for everybody. So awkward. Yeah. Wow. Man. Okay, so last question. What's the balance between this and then just being plain rude? Okay. I think it's all in the delivery. Mm. Clear is kind. Yeah. And it's all about, um, you're not making it about them. You're making it about you. So keep it on your side of the fence too. And I don't know about you, but when People have boundaries with me. I feel fine. Like, I respect it. I feel totally okay with it. So also not um, project your emotions about it on them. Yeah. Of if you're just clear and you're kind and you're concise and not apologetic because also people treat you the way you let them. If you're apologetic, they'll be like, she should feel bad that she's not doing this. And she's right to feel bad. 
But if you're kind of direct, then they take your tone. Mm -hmm. They kind of go off of what you're saying about it too. Yeah. So I would say, one, don't be rude. (laughs) That's the difference is don't be rude about it. Just be clear. Mm -hmm. And clear is kind. Yeah. This reminds me of that one time I was putting Echo down for a nap. Mm -hmm. um, And he was crying and crying. I was like, I'm sorry, Echo. Like, it's just for a little bit. You'll be fine. Just take a nap. Mm -hmm. And I left. And then you were like, don't say sorry. Mm -hmm. Because then he's going to think, like, yeah, she should be sorry. Yeah, why is she leaving me? Why is she sorry for leaving me in this this cage? Yes. It is kind of the, like, the take on, in that term of, like, even with a child of, this is for your good. Yeah. You're fed. You have a diaper change. You're actually tired. Mm -hmm. This is good for you. And I know what's good for you. And I love you. And I'm going to lay you down. That, to me, sits so much better than, oh, no, I'm sorry. Like, and then he's like, wait, I am in danger. Yeah, because they feel bad about this. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, look, you're practicing already. I was like, wow, I learned things from Haven even when I'm working. Hey, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Overall, guys, I know how I'm going to close my podcast now because it's my third episode and I'm going to ask you to like, subscribe, and review on YouTube. Follow me on TikTok. Yes, TikTok. TikTok. And the handle is written on the screen. (laughs) Well, we're going to kind of change it. That's why. It's Haven Podcast, but we're changing it to Haven The Podcast. The Podcast. But you can't change your handle within seven days of when or something. I don't know. I don't know the rules. I don't know if we're going to cut this. If we're keeping it, then now you learn something about TikTok. You can't change your handles a lot. My Instagram handle is at Haven the Podcast, and that's where I do my Q&As. So that's where I kind of get these questions for future topics. You can also submit topic requests or long-form questions to hello at havenpod.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Hannah, for being my first guest. Of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. I loved your take on things. This felt, to me, this felt so much more natural than just staring at a camera. Even though I love my producer, I was like, "Mm, (laughs) I need a girl. (laughs) I need a girlfriend here. I need someone to talk to. Totally, totally. So that's the end of this episode. I really appreciate you joining and then tune in for what we do next. Yes. Yes.